Culture addicts, save your tears for another day because you've made it to the big time. It's time for another episode of Ringman here on the new TNN podcast feed. And the show is going to be brought to you my way because I consider myself somewhat of a superstar. So, ladies and gentlemen, hey yo! It's WrestleMania. I couldn't think of any more WrestleMania theme songs, hence the long pause. But folks, welcome back. It's Johnny C here. Um, so we've been doing some stuff for WrestleMania season here on the new TNN. Actually, I think we've just done one other show, but that technically qualifies as some stuff when you combine it with this. Uh, recently, we would have released the all-time WrestleMania card consisting of bad matches. Today, we're going to be coming at you with the all-time WrestleMania card, but the good version. At least I hope it's the good version. Holy shit, I don't know, man. Um, If you haven't listened to the bad matches uh, all-time WrestleMania card yet, you should. And because this is coming out after the bad matches, I'm not going to really go into great detail. I'll explain the rules, but, you know... You've probably listened to one of these types of shows before, so apologies. I'm assuming you've listened to the first one, and so I won't go into as much detail. But as we did with the bad card, ladies and gentlemen, we've got some rules that we're going to follow. Because when you play these games, when it's time to play the game, you got to have rules. Otherwise, you can just make yourself invisible and immune to bullets, and uh uh-uh, you can't get me. So... Uh, you can use a World Wrestling Federation or Entertainment Superstar only once. Now, some titles have got to be defended here, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, this go-round, you have to defend the WWF slash E championship. No universal nonsense like we did on bad matches. Intercontinental title match, U.S. title match, a tag team title match. And you know what? For this one, since it's the good matches, I gave myself a little freedom. I could pick any of the four. Are there four? No, God, there's five, if you think about it. WWF, which becomes world, but technically two. WWE, which are the blue SmackDown belts, which become the SmackDown title, so four. And the world titles become the Raw titles, so five. Holy shit, they got a lot of tag team titles for a company that hates tag teams. Ah, one of the women's championship has to be defended, and it's got to be one of the good ones, the Raw or the SmackDown. None of this Divas or the old green belt nonsense. And left over from the previous exercise, we need to get one of those deactivated titles in here for funsies. The European, the Hardcore, the 24-7, the Cruiserweight, Light Heavyweight, you know, something like that. Something for the kids at home. Maybe. I don't know. So... As we did with bad WrestleMania, awful mania. I guess this is awesome mania. Yeah, sure, why not? It's a nice shorthand for you. We're having a little fun with some of the extras here. We're going to pick an arena, a set of commentators, and a WrestleMania theme song. And, of course, rounding it out with a musical performance of America the Beautiful. So, if you're going to have a WrestleMania of this magnitude with 38 matches, good matches, hopefully, You've got to have a massive arena with plenty of room for everyone to attend and stretch out, rest their legs, or stretch their legs, get some hot dogs. Uh, Of course, we're going with the Pontiac Superdome. Was that even funny? Did anybody laugh? No, it's the Pontiac Silverdome. Why? Because it looks so great in the afternoon. It's, It's wide open. There's tons of light. It's classic. It's the home of WrestleMania 3 with uh, with 193,000 fans present or something like that. And then of course, as the afternoon, you know, turns to dusk, turns to night, it's dark and it looks really cool. I think we all get it. Now, on Awful Mania, we had to have a three-man commentary booth because I don't like three-man booths. And of course, the commentators had to have at least commentated a match at WrestleMania to be eligible. Here, We're going with a two-man booth, because I prefer the two-man booth. And I don't... I can't recall any shows, at least pay-per-views, that have just these two together. They appear in a three-man booth a couple of times. But folks, a very unique configuration that I don't know how much they would gel. But it's good old J.R. Jim Ross on play-by-play and on color, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I know, I could have gone with J.R. King, Gorilla Bobby, Gorilla Jesse, but I wanted it to be, you know, different. I didn't want to just pick two people that always broadcast together. And you never know, maybe good old J.R. will help us introduce the WrestleMania matches, like Lord Alfred Hayes did, which I quite enjoyed, by the way. Ah, Johnny C, now it's Lord Alfred Hayes here. Ah, Gorilla Monsoon has called in sick, and I have returned to help announce the good matches as well. Well, all right, Al, have a seat. Can I get that flask, though? We don't need any nonsense here. Um, no, no, I think I'll keep it. I also invited some friends. Who did you invite? Hey, Johnny, good to see ya. Byron Saxton, you're here? Well, Johnny, you see, everyone needs a punching bag, and Byron Saxton has returned as my punching bag. Okay, just you two, though. Oh, 
I see. You brought back Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hey, Hacksaw, baby! Have you seen Sapphire? Do I need to continue? No! No, you don't, Johnny! But, but I'm still looking for So I kind of did both there. But yeah, hi guys, welcome. Looks like the, spoiler alert, uh, commentary team from Awful Media has returned and will be here with me inside my head giving you some of the match rundowns. Now, I'm cheating here, but I guess what else is new? I, I always make up my own rules. WrestleMania, it, but this one I don't think anyone will really care about. you got to pick a WrestleMania theme song. Well, since this is Awesome Mania, and, it's, and it runs concurrently, you know, or in order, sequentially, not concurrently, it runs sequentially, we're going to kind of switch things up a little bit. You know, your Federation era matches... When we're talking about them or hyping them up, we're using the um, good old school da 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 Attitude era matches are getting promoted with Make me a superstar! Cover me in greed when you planted a seed when you fed my ego. Toast the champagne when you touch it to see and I don't know the word so here's no surprise that I'm paralyzed by my fame and fortune. You must bring your pain. You best bring the game and I'll bring your money. Yeah. Why? Because I was at WrestleMania 18 and I think Superstar by Saliva goes well with the main event of WrestleMania 18. Not the not, not the main event, but the actual main event. Now, your ruthlessly aggressive era stars are getting, oh, written in the stars, a million miles away, a message to the man. Oh, oh, oh. I think that was 26. Why? Because I was obsessed with the WrestleMania. I mean, not obsessed. I know it's not like the world's greatest song, but I, when I heard it and when it was presented, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good hype song for Mania because I'm getting hyped when I hear that. And, um... Uh, finally, the modern era, your WWE Network era, they're getting uh, the real Mr. WrestleMania, The Weekend, ladies and gentlemen, The Weekend. Uh, they're getting this year's song, Less Than Zero by The Weekend. I can't get you out of my hand. I know you're something, but I really don't hey. I know you're nothing but a man of Why? Because I can't get that fucking song out of my head. I actually do really like that. I think it goes really well with Mania. And when I first heard it, I was like, no, it won't. It doesn't go with Mania at all. But, and I love the movie posters they're doing for the graphics this year because I'm a big movie guy, so congratulations. All those songs are a part of this extravaganza. Johnny! Ah, just, just a brief, brief moment here. How much time of everyone's life have you wasted not only humming the songs, attempting to sing them with lyrics that I don't believe are correct, but just general explanations of theme songs? Do you think people come for such nonsense, hmm? Well, Lord Al, I'm sorry. It's just stuff that I enjoy. You know what I enjoy, Johnny? Your mother's vagina! <laughs> Thank you, Lord Alfred Hayes. Or Yoda. Not quite sure. Ah, uh, here to sing! America the Beautiful! Not Aretha Franklin! Ray Charles from WrestleMania 2. Oh, beautiful. Why? Because that's an awesome performance. 
All right, enough said about that. Before we get started, keep in mind here, all right, aside from those rules, just like we did at Awful Mania, I've gone out of my way to acquire the star rankings of Mr. Dave Meltzer for every match that I've chosen. And I will add them up at the end, divide it by 38, and see what the average star ranking is for Awesome Mania. Also, along the way, I really had some benchmark matches. Matches that I was not going to move from. So like when I wrote down 1 through 38 with the little dashes, I immediately wrote in certain matches that I wasn't going to fucking budge from, and everything else had to be built around it, and holy shit, this was hard. This was so much harder than Awful Mania because of the rules! I blame JT and Chad and Aaron and all the people from PTB and North-South because I'm st- you know, I'm, I'm sort of borrowing this from them, and I don't know if they invented it or borrowed it from someone else, so credit to whomever, but goddamn the rules! Anywho, let's get this bad boy started. Um, now, Johnny, I was at WrestleMania 1 at Madison Square Garden, and I, I don't know how many times you've seen it, but I, I can, could you tell I was quite nervous? Yes, Al, I could tell you're very nervous when you introduce matches. Uh, it's bad. Well, fuck you too. So, from WrestleMania 1, Johnny, I see on your list that you have allocated this contest to Large Jonathan Studd. Uh, does he relate it to you? Because you're a Jonathan Stud. <laughs> it's Big John Stud taking on Andre the Giant in a $15,000 slam match. Johnny, give us a little bit of explanation as to why. So you're just now straight up co-hosting, huh? Okay, fine. So, yeah, Andre and Big John Stud in a $15,000 slam match. Now, why? Well, it's Andre the Giant and it's WrestleMania 1. Here's the thing. This wasn't a benchmark match. All right, and of course, Andre being used here means he's not being used where you thought he might have been. However, I tried to get as much value as I can. And when I'm talking about value, and this is another thing I'm stealing, particularly I feel like from JT and Chad, or Chad specifically, he's always talking about value of the pick. And I and it's, it's good, it's interesting to me, because I don't think that way, and I tried to think that way here. The value to me is straight up representation of what WrestleMania one slash that 80s era was. You got a big smiling baby face Andre the Giant in a spectacle match. Now I covered this match back for Cronoso when we did WrestleMania 1. We were doing the pod blast. And I enjoyed this match quite a bit. They accomplish a lot of crowd interaction with fucking headbutts and chops. No, it's no fucking classic. Of course it's not. It's not in the Tokyo Dome. It's an MSG. But it's so representative of that era, and, it, and Andre has to make it. And he's only got uh, one, two, three, five, six manias to do it. And folks, his opponents take you, you know, if you pick certain opponents, like three and four, you lose Hogan right away, and I couldn't do it. All right? So that's why it's here. Now, one of the things I started to notice right away as I selected this match was that my appreciation of representing WWF eras and what WrestleMania means, in quotation marks, doesn't necessarily gel with Meltzer's uh, star rankings. Because right from the get-go, match one of the quote-unquote all-time best WrestleMania card, Dave is giving a negative two. So I'm working my way out of the hole already. Unbelievable! 
Uh, Johnny, I've also worked myself out of your mother's hole many times. <laughs> Al, you've already insulted his mother once. Why are you doing it again? Byron, you want to talk about mothers? You want to know what I did to yours? Oh, I think we should move on, Al. All right, fine. Uh, Johnny C, from WrestleMania 2, when I was the lead commentator in the City of Angels with Jesse the Body Ventura and Elvira the Boobs uh, of the Night. Ooh. Al, how drunk are you? Not enough! Looks like you've selected from Uniondale, New York. Oh boy, Meltzer's not going to like this. Johnny, you selected Mr. T versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper in a boxing match? What the fuck is wrong with you? Nothing, Al, and here's why. This was a benchmark match for me. I love the spectacle of Mr. T and Piper. The crowd's into it. There's a shit ton of people there at ringside. All right? It's a cluster, but in all the best ways. It's so representative of the 80s and celebrity involvement at WrestleMania. It was, like I said, it was a benchmark for me. Everything else got built around this. Like when I was like, oh, can I use Piper at WrestleMania 21? Because I desperately needed him. I was like, no, I can't. Because Piper and T is a benchmark for me. I'm not deviating from that script at all. So fuck you. Um, We talked about working out of the hole earlier. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the hole continues to get deeper. Because here at Awesome Mania, the match from WrestleMania 2 that I benchmarked and would not move away from, Dave Meltzer has given negative five stars. So we are negative seven stars from the get-go. And look, I realize, like, my shtick is to mock and to try to be funny and what have you. I I hope you understand where I'm coming from with Mania 2. Well, with Mania 1, you know, but, but to a greater extent with Mania 2. I really do think it is so representative of, you know, what WrestleMania is sometimes. And I, I personally enjoy this. I enjoy the spectacle of it. I enjoy the presentation. It's fun. It's fun. Dave didn't agree, and so that's why we're working out of the hole. All right, out of the hole sounds like my cue to start going. Johnny C, for WrestleMania 3, you have not selected an intercontinental title match. You've not selected a WWF championship match. What the fuck did you pick? Holy shit! All right. Hacksaw, you won't like this. Do you want to read it? Sure, tough guy. The Killer Bees. Oh, no. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. They're not from USA. USA. Hacksaw, you know, that's kind of xenophobic. Yo, a pirate, what'd you call me? I'll hit you with my tool bar for. All right, enough, guys. Calm the fuck down. Yes, I had to pick Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik taking on the Killer Bees. Now. Um, what did I have here before I had to move that? Oh, so I originally wanted to get... I had a benchmark here, actually. And it wasn't Savage and Steamboat. It wasn't Hogan and Andre. Because I need them elsewhere for benchmarks. However, 
I had the Honky Tonk Man and Jake the Snake, and I benchmarked that in because I wanted to get the celebrity involvement from Alice Cooper. Because again, to me, that's a big part of what WrestleMania is. I wanted to get as many celebrities as possible on this thing. But then, I needed one of those fuckers later. So I had to find a match with individuals that I absolutely could use without uh, free, with you know, fear of repose or fear of having to get back myself into a corner. So the one caveat I'm going to take from this is that isn't Iron Sheik hate one of the killer bees and I fuck you! You know, something like that. Which I'm not advocating for hating people for I think the reason why Sheik makes fun of Bee Bree by and Blair. But it is, uh, you know, for, for better or worse, worse, I mean, if, if he really hates him because he's gay, which I absolutely do not advocate. I want to make that clear. It is... I guess a part of, like, wrestling lore, so whatever. Johnny, Dave Meltzer doesn't appreciate your ridiculous pick. He gave it one and a half wrestling stars. Well, at least we're a positive here. I mean, seriously. What? This gets one and a half, and I'm not shaming these guys, but T.M. Piper gets negative five? Andre and Stud gets negative two? I mean... That's the problem when you just care about technicality and work rate. God, that pisses me off so much. All right, WrestleMania 4. From the tournament. Well, Richie Steamboat gets his moment to shine. And we get the original cut, not the WWE Network theme song. It's Richard the Dragon Steamboat taking on Greg the Hammer Valentine. Why? Oh, because I needed guys with quotes in their names. No, I just, I needed a match that I could use guys freely. That's the bottom line. I have no love for this match. I have no hate for this match. Thank God I got two and a quarter stars because I, I, I need some more positive star rankings here. This is kind of illustrative of what you gotta do sometimes when you play this game. Sometimes you just gotta pick a random fucking match from the card with guys. So, positives though. Greg the Hammer Valentine's a staple of early WWF. He was at Mania 1, for Christ's sakes. I think it was the IC champion. And Ricky was in, uh, was he in the opener? Is opener Matt Bourne? Is opener Executioner versus Nuts Tito? Ricky fights Matt Bourne. And Executioner fights Tito. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Uh, but my point is is that these guys both get on the card, so there you go. Congratulations. Checks in the mail. All right. Da, 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 da. The Mega Powers explode at WrestleMania 5. But I didn't pick that match because I need those guys later. So still no title matches or none of our fucking caveats have been met, but this was another benchmark match that I would not move on. It's Strike Force taking on the Brain Busters. Why, you might ask? Why was I unwilling to move or waver from this WrestleMania 5 contest? Three reasons. Reason number one. Uh, girls in cars. I mean, that should be enough. Number two. To me... Strike Force breaking up at WrestleMania 5 was a huge moment for me in my early fandom because uh, 
you know, I'm talking like a real early fandom, like when I was around like 1991, because the video store in my town had WrestleMania 5 on tape. I'd rent it because I didn't get it on pay-per-view. I'd never seen it. I saw six first, um, which we'll talk about in a moment. And seeing the origins of the model Rick Martel made it to me, to my kid brain, made it feel like I had unlocked this hidden knowledge that only certain people have. Like, aha! Model was a good... Did you guys know Rick Martel was a good guy? But he turned on Tito and now he became the model? Like, I felt like I'd gained some knowledge that was just so important to have. And it really made me feel cool. And number three, as if we needed any more reasons, that Tito Santana, he's a loser! You get Tito Santana, he's a loser! When Rick Martel tells Gene Okerlund that's why he walked out on Tito saying, Tana... Oh, Tito in a car. Dirty! I've been on the shelf for two matches, and I enjoy singing. Oh, girls in my car. Sucking on my toy. That wasn't even funny, Al. Dirty! Your mother's vagina is funny! Let's move on to WrestleMania 6, your first WrestleMania! Well, Al, that is true. WrestleMania 6, the ultimate challenge, Jess is my first WrestleMania. I guess you could say it's my big bang. Now, funny enough, Johnny, your mother was mine. Al, I'm trying to have a moment here. But as a kid, I knew in my heart that the ultimate challenge was just one of many main events. Everything felt important. Even Tito Santana versus the Barbarian. Why? Because the Barbarian was being put to the test as a singles competitor under the tutelage of Bobby the Brain Heenan for the first time. Now, that has nothing to do with this match, but I'm using it as a point to illustrate my point. Evidence to illustrate my point is probably a better phrase. So when I tell you when Brutus the Barber Beefcake defeated Mr. Perfect and ended the perfect streak, To me, it felt just as important as anything else. And you know what? It was important. Perfect would be elevated to the Intercontinental title. The win would elevate Beefcake as well. We all know he was going to fight Perfect for the title at SummerSlam, but then, you know, the bee's knees to the face. Um, But all that's irrelevant. My point is, is that Perfect hit the post! Perfect hit the post, Monsoon! And it seemed like a fluke that wasn't a fluke as well. Like Perfect is still kind of perfect. Under normal wrestling circumstances, he'd win. But a fluke hitting of the post that happens a lot, thus making it not a fluke, but you get my point. So I'm picking Brutus versus Perfect, and Dave gave it two and three quarters, or 2.75 for you mathematics majors out there. WrestleMania 7. Do you know what happened at WrestleMania 7? Lord Al. Oh, I do. I was commentating, and the big boss man defeated Mr. Perfect, uh, but via disqualification. Not that. Hacksaw, do you know what happened at WrestleMania 7? Yeah, the Rockers beat the Barbarian and Haku. Not that. Byron, do you know what happened at WrestleMania 7? Ah, uh, Tenru and Katal beat Demolition. God damn it, Byron. That's the that's worse than the other two. No! The Ultimate Warrior and the Macho King Randall Savage fought 
in a career-ending match. A career-ending match? I thought it was real! I mean, I really thought that this was the end. I thought, why would they do this? Why would either man, who to me still had plenty of years left in the tank, why would they give it all up for the chance to battle one another at the showcase of the Immortals? Well, because they knew by doing so, they would become immortal. I love this match. I love the pre-match. I love the match-match. I love the post-match. I love the warrior asking his gods, is this my time? I love, she loves him! She loves him, Monsoon! I love the girl with the red hair that cries. I love the kid who's in the raid jacket that's crying. Why is he wearing a raincoat? Did he know that he would cry, thus facilitating the need for a raincoat? I love the ultimate warrior. I got this ultimate win. I love it all. I love this match. It, I often waver back and forth, but this match is usually my go-to for the best match of all time. Because of what it does. Because of the story it tells. Because of the... It's it's not the last piece in the Savage Liz puzzle, but it's it's the most important piece. You know? Getting the gold at eight and, you know, the whole... Like, it's me! It's great! And it's a great postscript. But this is it. This was a benchmark... It was the first benchmark I wrote down. I'm not losing this one for anything. The entire list was built around this match. Dave gave it four and a quarter. I I got no time. I got no time for that. WrestleMania 8. Hey, Johnny, can I read this one? I, I was in it. Sure, Hacksaw, you go right ahead. Okay. Hacksaw Jim Duggan and well, you just read it. Um well the my computer screen doesn't work. I can't see it. Hacksaw just I mean you were in the match, don't you remember who was in the match? No You can't read, can you, Hacksaw? It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the big boss man, Sergeant Slaughter, and Fia! Jail! Taking on the Mountie, the Nasty Boys, and the Reaperman. Um, I was at WrestleMania 8. One of my big regrets is I missed the Ray Combs part of this match because I was uh, forcing my father to walk around the concourse to find a merchandise stand to buy the White Foam Championship Belt. And it's in shitty condition, but I still have it to this day sitting on my mantle. Well, tucked away in my closet. Um, the other thing I really re- I remember a couple things about WrestleMania 8. The pyrotechnics scaring the shit out of me. The Ultimate Warriors return being amazing. Um, what else do I remember? Oh, the concourse that I was talking about, looking for the belt. I couldn't breathe. So much smoke. So much smoke in that concourse. And my ears popped hardcore walking out of the dome. And I did not like it. 
And I also remember wearing my WrestleMania 8 t-shirt to school the next day and wondering why more kids weren't asking me where I got it and being pissed. This match got a quarter of a star from Dave. I'm trying, folks. I'm trying to make a card following the rules. Believe it or not, I'm not home. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Believe it or not, I'm... Anyway, this, believe it or not, folks, there's a whole reason for that. This was another benchmark match that I had written down that I knew a couple things about. One, I didn't want to lose it. Two, I could probably pencil it in without any repercussions. And three, I really wanted to get this guy on the card. From Caesar's Palace, Kota Crush, the guy I did not care about getting on the card, taking on Evil Doink the Clown. It's an illusion! It's an illusion, Jim Ross! Oh, uh, Bobby DeBray, I don't know what's going on here, but I see two clowns, I see two doinks! Oh, the two doinks are freaking me out, Jim Ross. Oh, uh, uh, well, well, I know that doink. Uh, he was a starting linebacker at uh, Clown University at Springfield University, Illinois, Springfield Simpsons University. Uh, but that other clown, I don't know. Uh, he looks like he could be a defensive tackle, perhaps a fullback. Uh, I've been to one of the great universities here in the United States of America. Perhaps one of the universities of the Big Ten, uh, Northwestern, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Penn State. Uh, who else is in the Big Ten? That tells you how much I know. Anywho, it's Doink versus Crush because I love Evil Doink. Dave gave it one and a half stars, but you know what? It's about more than stars. Sometimes it's about the stars in the match. Oh, Johnny, you're waxing poetic once again, ruining your overall official score for Dave Meltzer's star rankings. That's what the internet cares about, Johnny. Well, I care about heart. Not the beaten heart of the WWF Bret Hart, but the heart and soul. Not the heart and soul where Bret Hart won the WWF title, but the heart and soul of my card. Okay? And I want Evil Doink. Believe it or not, I'm, I do, I'm doing the same transition, but you know, this was not benchmarked in from WrestleMania 10. But once I realized I could get away with it, and I realized it very late in the game, because I had a different match penciled in for WrestleMania 21, but I needed to do shit and move it around. And then I realized I could have a five-star attraction, as Bruce Pritchard might say. But I could also fulfill my requirement for Intercontinental Championship competition. And I could improve the star rating of my show and, uh, you know, increase the validity of my list. WrestleMania 10, to no one's surprise, it's the Heartbreak Kid Jack kicking teeth down throats. Taking on the medium-sized Mang Razor Ramon in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not shortchanging this. What else can I say? Like, what else can I say about the ladder match at WrestleMania 10 that hasn't been said? I remember watching it, being blown the fuck away, and super impressed, and thinking it was the coolest thing I've ever seen, and I'll never see a cooler thing. So, there you fucking go. Now, Johnny, not, not to cut you off, but I believe I can predict, due to the power of Lord Alfred Hayes, that I can assume the next match from WrestleMania 11, one of the greatest matches in wrestling history, I believe you have most likely selected... Bret Hart versus 
Mr. Bob Backlund! No. No! Fuck no, man! What's wrong with you? I selected Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow! Why? Because it was a benchmark match. This thing was written in stone before I even did the list. Yeah, how can you not? How can you not? You get so much value from this. And you don't have to worry. All you're, all you're losing is Bam Bam. But in more all seriousness, this was it, man. This is mainstream to boot. This is the WrestleMania I missed, and I knew all about LT and Bam Bam. I didn't watch wrestling in 1995. I'm redundant. I'm not going to talk about it again. I've talked about it so much. But even I knew this match was happening. I'd seen all the footage for why it was happening, and I found out who won. I think I purchased a PWI with Lawrence Taylor on the cover and results with Rin. Like, I just knew about it because it penetrated the pop culture zeitgeist. Kind of. A little bit. I was still wrestling adjacent, I will admit. But uh, Dave gave it two and three quarter stars as well, so it's a great pickup. Because you're not using Sean and Diesel. So is I think it's the highest rated match aside from that. Oh, I, I don't know if I mentioned WrestleMania 10 obviously got five stars from Dave. Uh, I think I might have breezed past it if I'm repeating it. Fuck it, sorry. But LT Bam Bam also, aside from the game... And, like, not Triple H, the game of only using a wrestler once and star rankings and all that shit. You have to include this match on any list. Any list that doesn't include this match of this exercise loses credibility to me. It's the only choice. It's important. Uh, Flip side of being important, WrestleMania 12. It's WrestleManias like this that make this exercise so fucking hard. And I would imagine most people that do this have to use Gold Dust Piper or the match I've selected. Because you're not going to use Austin and Sario. That was on our worst media. So, on the flip side, and this is the reason that WrestleMania 3 ended up being Sheik and Nikolai versus the Killer Bees. Yokozuna, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ahmed Judson versus Camp Cornette, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, and the man they call Vader. I mean, the, there's only like six matches, and one of the rules I sort of gave myself was, you know, the, the, the free-for-all matches, or the pre-show matches, you know, those aren't eligible. It's Mania cards only. And I didn't want to waste my tag titles on fucking Body Donnas and the Godwins, although it would have, you know, been nice to use people I wasn't worried about losing. But you get a lot of value here. Uh, you get six guys on the card. New generation staples, all, aside from Jake. Uh... And uh, it's two and a half stars, so, I mean, you get a little bit of something out of it. I mean, it's baseline, right? It's uh, it's replacement level to, to, to buddy from borrow from my buddies JT and Marcus. So, yeah. Um, look, uh, WrestleMania 13, Heat. That's right. Don't, for, don't ever forget the subtitle of WrestleMania 13 was Heat. Okay? It was a Sunday night, so I guess you could say this is the first episode of Sunday Night Heat. I'll see myself out now. Uh, you all know what I picked. Okay. The Headbangers, Furnace, and the... No, I picked fucking Bretton Austin. Jesus Christ. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Okay. This is another one of the... I mean, it was benchmarked. The whole list got built around this as well. Um, again, I don't know what I can say about it that hasn't already been said. It's in the conversation of, like, top WrestleMania matches. It's, you know... 
it's up there with Jake and or Jake, Jesus, Warrior and Savage and a match we'll talk about later and uh, the unused Hulk Andre match. You know, if you're doing a top five, it's it's Brett and all. I mean, this is not the order. This is just me naming the matches I would probably consider. Warrior, Savage, Brett, Austin, um, Hogan, Andre, and what was the other one I was just talking about? Ugh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, uh, the, the one I'm not naming is a match that I'm going to talk about later. And then the fifth one, I don't know. Dealer's Choice, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what I can say about this match that hasn't been said. Uh, the bloody face. Uh, the the violence. Uh, Brett, the double turn. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfection. I am perfection! If you will. And again, I don't, I don't want to shortchange it. I feel bad not going into greater detail, but what else can I really say? WrestleMania 14 DX rated. Don't forget, it was DX rated. Johnny, uh, predictions for this counter. Uh, have you selected Taka versus Aguila? No, that was the worst WrestleMania card. I picked that one for. However, this wasn't penciled in, but when I realized I could get it, I was like, that is a fucking value choice, for sure. And it's a fun match, and it's a perfect example of Attitude Era-style wrestling. Early Attitude Era. And uh, the crowd loves this match. And I think there's good reasons why. Two particular reasons. One, the lightning quick punches of Marvelous Mark Marrow. And two, the outfit selection of Goldust. Or Sable left and Sable right. Oh, that's awful. But it is Marrow and Sable taking on Goldust and Luda in the mixed tag team match. Uh, Man, they pop for that Sable bomb. And rightfully so. You didn't see shit like that at the time. This is the reason they thought Sable could be the entire uh, person to build an entire program around. And I, I can't argue with that point at this point in time. Uh, kudos to them for putting on this spectacle. Dave gave it three stars. A good pickup, in my opinion. Opposite of good pickup, in my opinion. Sometimes you just got to follow the rules. Uh, WrestleMania 15, the raging climax. I ragingly climaxed on your mother! That getting old for anybody else? Um... However, caveat for my WrestleMania 15 choice, it allowed me to fulfill one of my requirements, getting a defunct title on the show. And, oh no, it's not X-Punk taking on Shane McMahon with the European Championship, baby. It's the hardcore championship match between Albert Snow, Robert Holly, and Robert Gunn? Does that work? Yeah, because Bob and, oh no, he's Billy. William, William Gunn. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. William Gunn, Robert Holly, and Albert Snow for the hardcore title at WrestleMania 15. Bro, I've got a great idea. You know how Billy's been going for the IC title and Road Dogs going for the hardcore title, baby? It's the old switcheroo. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate that. Uh, Dave gave it one and a quarter. I don't know what I would give it, but it makes the list. Perfect example of WrestleMania 15. Perfect. Perfect example. It's it's 1999 in a nutshell to be preserved for all time. It's it's kind of reminds me of our WrestleMania 16 choice. Now, if you 
you know, I don't want to spoil the bad WrestleMania card too much, but we did pick Boss Man and Bull Buchanan, take it on D-Lo and Godfather. And WrestleMania 2000 is such a cluster because every match is a clusterfuck and it uses so many superstars. Like, every match is a Money in the Bank style match. You're like, can I use this Money in the Bank? Nope! That guy's in another one. Nope! That guy's in another one. So, in order to not be booked into a corner, and I have heard people do this before, so I, I, I'm not angry about it. Sometimes you just have to save yourself. It's the cat versus Terry fucking Ruddles because it, it gets me out of a jam. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's a decent enough encapsulation of the Attitude Era. Uh, Dave gave it negative one star, so we only lose one star. You know, not too shabby. Now, the next match, WrestleMania X7. Probably the best WrestleMania of all time. Sorry, all you fans of WrestleMania XIX. This was another match that was penciled in. Uh, it was a benchmark, if you will. I was not going to erase it. Had to have it. Vince versus Shade with Mick as the guest referee in the street fight. You have to... the Mick, uh, Look, you have to get a Vince McMahon match on your all-time WrestleMania card. Okay? You have to. I don't care. It's a... It's such an important thing. And the match with Shane's probably the best one. The crowd loves it. They even pop for goddamn Linda McMahon. You get Mick in here as a special guest referee. That doesn't necessarily eliminate him as a competitor, but I guess I'll spoil the list. This is the only place that I have Mick on the list. I'm sorry, I couldn't make it work. I couldn't do it. But I, you can't. And Shane, to a lesser extent, is an important part of Mania, but Vince is obviously a greater than Shane. And the match is a whole lot of fun. I enjoy it quite a bit. You know, it's it's one of those matches that puts Mania 17 as number one out of all of them because when you go down the list, this is, what, number two, number three, something like that. So, yeah, it's, it's fucking happening at the all-time awesome Mania, and I'll hear nothing of it. Speaking of hear nothing of it, WrestleMania X8, Skydome, Toronto, Canada. Probably, I mean, along with Warrior Savage, this was the match that I knew that uh, I wasn't going to lose. And I I don't care what I had to delete off the list. This match was going to be there. And it's interesting to me. I feel like this match is something that we didn't know that we needed as a society. And when I say as a society, I mean like as a society of wrestling fans, to be honest with you. We didn't realize that something something was missing with us. We needed closure. And The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan sort of gave us that closure in a lot of ways or at least allowed us to express that we needed it obviously I have no scientific explanation for this it's just emotion maybe I'm jaded because I was there which I'm not saying I just I feel like if I don't mention that then it doesn't like it's worth warranting you know if you're if you're on trial if you're a witness in a trial 
And it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is your cousin? Like, you know, you need to know that there's like a conflict of interest there or what have you. I'm not sure what the legal requirement is, but you get what I'm saying. Okay. Personal relationship must be disclosed with HR. And that's what I'm doing. I'm disclosing this relationship with HR. Yes, well, I never disclosed my relationships with human resources, like that one woman at the big event, at the menu board, or the tournament board. I fondled her, and I don't regret it. Wow, get out. Bad dog, get... No. Bad, no. Anywho, the match is once in a lifetime in so many ways. I don't know that I've ever heard a reaction like this. I'll certainly never experience anything better than this. The match itself, it's really fine. I don't, you know, Dave surprisingly gave it three. I thought that was pretty generous for Dave, and I appreciate that. Because the match isn't bad. People hate the Rock Sharpshooter, but people always hate the Rock Sharpshooter. I think that's sort of the charm of the Rock Sharpshooter. We didn't come here to believe that it wasn't... It's weird because we're wa- you know especially when you when you watch any wrestling match you're aware that it's two individuals putting on, or multiple putting on a performance but we just wanted to have an experience that was like what we remembered because Hogan got ripped away from us is what I think I've been trying to say this whole time Hogan left Hogan caught that fireball to the face and then he was gone Now, sure, we got tons of Hogan in WCW, but, you know, there's a big section of fandom that never crossed over. And so when Hollywood came back, it was earth-shattering to people. I know it was to me, and I watched a lot of WCW. It just meant so much to have him back in a WWF ring. I mean, if you really think about this match, it's like, I don't want to call it karma, or not karma, uh, like fate, or what have you, but, you know, uh, it's a, my, all I'm trying to say is it's the last WrestleMania before, like, the brand split and before they uh, changed to WWE. It's, like, so fitting. Hogan comes back. He's finally back at WrestleMania. He's treated like a hero. Um, it's the last WWF WrestleMania. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to go much deeper into it because I'm eating up a lot of time. And just please keep in mind, I I was happy to see Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the, the character, okay? I know Hulk Hogan's a dick or a douche, and that's not cool. But uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's my favorite match of all time. I think maybe it beats Warrior Savage. I don't know. No, it's, Warrior Savage is better because of what, the the Warrior Savage story is better, but I might be more akin to watch Hogan or excuse me, yeah, Hogan Rock uh, on multiple viewings just on a whim because every time I get caught up in it. WrestleMania 19. Oh, Johnny, uh, can I come out of the doghouse, please? What is it? Well, I I think I have a rationalization for my lewd behavior. I'm all ears. Well, Johnny, you see. I am a crack addict. Oh, Jesus, not this again. No, Johnny, let me confess. I am a crack addict. Yeah, I'm a crack addict. I'm addicted to crack and skulls with punks on static. Woo! It's time to panic. It's time to panic. Seattle, Washington, great city. I love visiting it. Uh, I like WrestleMania 19 a whole hell of a lot. But uh, there are rules. And therefore, I'm filling one of my rules. I'm using 
the WWE Tag Team Championship match because I feel I get a lot of value out of this. Uh, Team Angle versus Benoit and Rhino versus Eddie and Chavo Los Guerreros. I get Eddie on here. I get Eddie on here. And I get Eddie on here. All right, that's good. I mean, this match certainly underwhelms in the shadow of the SmackDown 6, but it's not bad. Dave gives it three, and so I'm able to fulfill his objective. I'm able to get Eddie Guerrero on the show, and I'm able to use one of my requirements of a tag match. It's win, win, win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Let me sing. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Johnny C, I'm going to kick you in the butt when my hand goes up. Woo-hoo! And it stays there! Woo! And it stays there! Woo-hoo! And it stays there! Woo-hoo! WrestleMania 20, where it all begins again. Um, it's kind of funny, because you think about, like, the... What WrestleMania is. It's the showcase of the Immortals. It's spectacle. It's entertainment. It's athleticism. It's all these corporate buzzwords. But... You know, Hogan has a legendary run on top in those early manias, okay? Uh, Austin has the back-to-back main events. Like, there are sto- and, and they has the Rock trilogy. There are stories within WrestleMania. But ladies and gentlemen, probably the most well-known storyline throughout WrestleMania might be the Undertaker streak. So I knew that the Undertaker would be on this card. I'm just sad to say that based on the rules of the game, the only match I was able to pick is WrestleMania 20's very underwhelming return of the cowboy dead man, Undertaker versus Kane. It's like five minutes. It's stupid. It's all entrance. But you know, doesn't that sum up a lot of Undertaker WrestleMania matches? I mean, there's more bad than good, I think. I've never done the math. Uh, Dave gave it one and a quarter. Ugh. Sorry, Mark. You know, I wanted to do uh, his WrestleMania 29 match, uh, but I ran into some trouble right here in River City, and I just couldn't do it. Speaking of trouble, I think we're in for some big time. We're all partners in crime. Big trouble, that is. Uh, because when we go to the Staples Center, ironically, I think this is hilarious. Um... I can't remember if this has happened already on the list. It's too late to go back. But uh, the worst WrestleMania matches list I built, WrestleMania 21 featured Ray versus uh, his mask and Eddie Guerrero. And that was like three stars. But I had to use them because of the rules. Here on the WrestleMania best card, uh, or best car, best car armor. Oh, Mandalorian, I need your help. Shut up. That's not even funny. Nobody watches The Mandalorian that listens to this show. Or do you? Anywho. uh, But we need an attraction. As Bruce Pritchard would say. And unfortunately, one of these athletes in the WrestleMania 21 pick, I I had fucking penciled in to use them as an attraction three years later to get the most value and bang for my buck. But I couldn't do it. God damn WrestleMania and some of their short cards. At one time, I had Angle and Michaels. Nope, couldn't do it. So, I, you know, then I was able to get the ladder match, etc., etc. Um, it's the big show! Taking on Akibono and a sumo contest that got rated dud.
Dead. WrestleMania 22 was also big time. I'm on my way. I'm making it. Hey, Al, can we talk for a second? Yes, James. Well, I feel like Johnny C just wants to get through the show. And you keep interrupting him. He's right. Jim Duggan, the wisest words I've ever heard. Oh, Byron, I didn't want you to agree with me. Now he's not going to listen. It's true, James. I was going to listen, but since Byron thinks it's a good idea, I'm going to continue. Ladies and gentlemen, who do you want it? Who do you need it? Who? Let me feel it. Ladies and gentlemen. That's WrestleMania 23, Dick. WrestleMania 22... Thank God for this match. I'd, I've, I think a lot of people have had this particular match get used as well. Same with the sumo. Like, it, it, the, those, those, these random WrestleMania matches when you're doing this exercise that have one person who never shows up again are gold. They are gold. And WrestleMania 22, much like Aki Bodo, features a wrestler who's in and out. He's the boogeyman. He's coming to get you. I can't even. Like, I, don't, I have nothing to say about the boogeyman. It sucks. It's dumb. Uh, but he does face King Booker and Queen Charmel. Uh, and they get a negative one from Dave. Uh, TV, uh, the big show at Akibono was a dud. I don't know if I mentioned that. So, wow. Wow. WrestleMania is 20 through 22 not doing us any fucking favors. All right, Al, WrestleMania 23. Do you want it? Do you need it? Let me feel it! Woohoo, gentlemen! WrestleMania 23 is such a cool, like, memory for me. I I went to see a movie, and it was a couple days before WrestleMania 23, and I swear to God, the preview started, and I saw a full-blown trailer for WrestleMania 23. WrestleMania 23 penetrated the pop culture zeitgeist, and look, I want to make something very clear. I'm only doing this so I can get an encapsulization of what WrestleMania means. And I had this match benchmarked. So I'm not losing this match. I have to use it because it's important for WrestleMania. Even though... (laughs) Although, I still to this day... uh, when I'm talking about Bobby Lashley, I call him Bobby Lindsay because I swear there's some fucking thing where Trump calls him Bobby Lindsay. Maybe I'm misremembering or made it up in my head. Where he's like, oh, Bobby Lindsay, he's tremendous, best athlete I've ever seen. He's big, he's black. I, I, I bought his services. Well, I'm not actually going to pay him for his services. <laughs> That's the kicker. You see, I can do that because of the, hold on. I can't do that anymore. It's cool. I'll become president now. Change the laws. Oh God, I hate you, Donald Trump. I hate you so goddamn much. Uh, it's all right though. As a foil to Vince McMahon in this year, whatever, it's fine. But it is the the battle of the billionaires. Bobby Lindsay with Donald Trump in his corner versus Umanga with Vince McMahon's hair in his corner, and you know it's. Austin's the ref and the like. Ah, it's the battle of the billionaires. Doesn't the barber bull, the barber bull gets its own entrance and JR's so indignant about it. He's like, the barber chair's got its own entrance. Well, let's take a look at the Starcade stats for the barber's chair. Ah, it warms the buttocks due to random due to due to modern upgrades. It also comes equipped with a cup holder. Uh, according to the Starcade stats, 
This uh, barber's chair is a starting uh, tailback at uh, Tijuana State University. Uh, went to the College Football Hall of Fame as well, uh, but was annexed due to uh, tampering with grades. And those are the Starcade stats for the barber's chair. WrestleMania 24, this is another match I've heard a lot of people use on these type of things. Because it's... Oh, the Battle Beater is three stars. This you get decent value for, uh, but it's kind of a fun brawl. It's the Belfast Brawl. It's uh, John Bradshaw Layfield versus Finley. I hear rumor pray tell. He loves to fight. No, I will not stand for an Irishman to be on the WrestleMania card! Jesus, man. Uh, no bigotry is allowed here on the new TNN. That's right, Al. Fucking get back in line. Byron! When did you become so sassy? Using the profanity in my direction. I'm starting to like you. Really? No! Not at all! So yeah, uh, JB on Finley opening contest, uh, fucking blowing this uh, Hornswoggle McMahon storyline off. It's dumb, but it's it's a decent value, I suppose. Ironically, 25th anniversary of WrestleMania coming at you from the Lone Star State of Tejas features the exact same match that I picked for the worst list. Holy shit! It's Matt Hardy. Show me the money. Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy. Show me the money. Jeff Hardy. Uh, JBL Phillies two and a quarter, by the way. Uh, I wanted to use the triangle ladder match at 16. Had to use Cat and Terry because I was forced to use Matt and Jeff here at WrestleMania 25. It was the only solution out of the puzzle I'd built for myself. Rules. I hate them so much. Ugh! But it's three and a quarter, hardcore match, spectacle, something to watch. You know, Jeff Hardy's jumping off of shit, so I guess that adds value. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not exactly Taker versus Sean. Or, speaking of Taker versus Sean, it's not WrestleMania 26's Taker versus Sean either. WrestleMania 26 clock it in with a three-star effort uh, where Dominic's dad, Ray, took on some punk. I don't remember much of the match. Although, last night, and this is an addendum. Uh, it got three stars. I don't have anything to say about it. But since we're on WrestleMania 26, I lovingly, when I did the bad matches, added Brett and McMahon uh, lovingly. Okay? Like, I was like, I'm not, there's no way I'm not doing Brett and Vince as the worst match from 26. Uh, that was a benchmark for that list. I rewatched it last night, and... I said a lot of things about the match. I stand by them. However, I had forgotten that Brett couldn't bump because of his condition. And so I want to make it clear, I'm not making fun of that and would not discredit the match because of that. The story is just redonkulous and the Hart family cannot act. And poor fucking Tyson Kidd almost kills himself giving Vince McMahon a heart attack off the fucking post to the outside. Although, Natalia. I mean, I was okay. Eh, I don't know. Younger Natalia. Younger Natalia. How's it going? Just see the party Ventura likes you too, I guess. I am a fan of Natalia as well. Her pink and black bosoms. 
All right, we should probably just move on to WrestleMania 27. Yes, there's plenty of bosoms here, Johnny! When Johnny WrestleMania, or Johnny Nitro, or Johnny Thunder, or Johnny Lucha Libre, or Johnny NWA Power, with three R's, or Johnny Game Changer, or Johnny, uh, uh, what else has he been? Uh, Johnny Elite, uh, Johnny NXT, uh, uh, John Morrison? Yes, we'll go with that one. John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooky. Snooky wants smoosh smoosh. Again, you gotta get those celebrities. Plus, she does a back handspring, taking on, I'm here to show the world, I'm here to show the world, come on, Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool, uh, Layla L, and Michelle McTaker. It's one star. I had to use it. What do you want from me? It's fucking WrestleMania 27. All right. Do you want Cole and Lawler again? Here's something interesting, though. It's one star from Dave. That's the same ranking he gave Cole and Lawler. H- how do you make that fucking connection in your brain? I don't know. Like, I, I need an answer from you, actually. I can't answer that. You got anything? All right, fine. Uh, uh, let's go uh, home. Uh, no, what? It, my house is 32. What's the um, WrestleMania 28 song? And in we fell in love and helpless place. No, it's it's some hip hop song with a female hook. Much it's like a fem, it's like a rap dance song with a female hook, which describes ninety percent of pop music for the last twenty years. Uh, I am titanium. Oh, uh, hold on, Johnny. You're losing control of your program. Never bruise. I don't know. I am titanium. I think that's what you were looking for. Oh, wait. No, 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 Al. I think I think I remember. I think this is it. Um, give me a... Give me an A. Oh, okay. Voices in the air. And then a son of an hand. I never thought a rich hair. Invincible, invincible voices in the air. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not, I'm coming home, coming home. No, that's 29 because they're in New York, New Jersey. All right, you didn't come for fucking American Idol Hour, so here we go. WrestleMania 28. Well, it's not The Rock and Cena because obviously I use Rock. Now, where's Cena in all this? Cena, uh, Cena, John Cena, according to their Starcade stats, is unseated so far at this version of WrestleMania. And, um, we're getting more celebritize. Celebritize, if you will. It is Kelly Kelly, I almost said Kevin Kelly, Kelly Kelly and Maria Menounos from Channel One News taking on the, uh, the ultimate Phoenix Tunist. Beth Phoenix, the uh, Opportunazon. Yeah, that's so much better. The Opportunazon. Why is this not a thing? Oh, it's like discovering sliced bread for the first time. The Opportunazon, yes. Can we please make this a thing that, like, two people will care about, but I love it. Uh, her partner, uh, according to Starcade Snatch, is Eve Torres who you might remember uh, from making out with John Cena instead of Zack Ryder. Dave gave it one and a quarter, and I give it five for the opportunism.
Nothing of note here, though. Again, it's just one of those one of those scenarios where you've got to use somebody. Plus, celebrity involvement. Now, I'm coming home. Tell the world. Ladies and gentlemen, so few things in this lifetime, uh, like, like great moments in time, great opportunities usually come once in a lifetime. However, at WrestleMania 29, I have been forced to choose the same match I used on the bad list because I'm coming with Mark Henry. <laughs> Nobody can stop me. Nobody can bark. I'm coming. Wait, that's not Mark Henry. That's fucking MVP. Mark Henry's somebody gonna get the ass whip. Who? Somebody gonna get the ass whip. Who? Did MVP manage Mark Henry? Why did I get that backwards? Were they a tag team at one time? Yeah, yeah. MVP on the back in the bubbles and WSM on the back. Yes, yes, yes. That's why. I'm coming. It's a great opening line to a song, by the way. Because you never know what's going to happen next. Somebody, some musician yells, I'm coming! And you have no idea what the song's going to be about. It could be about taking over the old neighborhood from when you were a kidster. It could be about going on your first date. Or it could be about, you know, coming. (laughs) Johnny, I once wrote a song about coming on your mother's face! I quit! I quit, I quit, I quit. Uh, it is Henry, Mar- Henry of a Mark nature, taken on Ryback. Feed me more. I already did a feed me more joke on the bad episode. It's a half star. I'm sorry. WrestleMania 30, where it all begins again, again, in New Orleans at the Silverdome. So, I was under the impression, because I was like, I wonder if I can get this match in. I thought it was a five-star match, like best WrestleMania opener of all time. Dave gave it four and a quarter. So is he stingy, or are we wrong? Actually, those would be the same things. Hmm. Hmm. So it is Debry, my shucky-ducky-quack-quack of the episode, taking on the H's of a triple nature. So I am sacrificing, of course, Warrior versus Triple H for this. But you know what? Daniel Bryan deserves to be on the list. Hunter, I mean, come on. Absolutely should be on any list like this. Plus, arguably, their best matches. I think Kofi and Debry might be a little bit higher, according to the internet wrestling community. Uh, but that's more of a Kofi moment than a Daniel Bryan moment in a lot of ways. Although I was very... Um, you know, the wrestling business more so in like your Kevin Nash era was a little more cynical and toxic, I feel like. Uh, now, having never been a part of the wrestling business, I'm just making assumptions here. But I read a lovely quote that Daniel Bryan said his favorite match of all time was the Kofi Mania match. Which just goes to show, okay, it's not about, you know, to, to, to sort of shoot on the uh, the star of Lonesome Dove, the beaten heart, or the Dub Dub F. It doesn't matter if you lose, What matters is what you create. And Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston created something that lives forever in the minds of wrestling fans. And because it's on Peacock. You know, I'm just saying that they they made something together and it was beautiful art. So be proud of losing. Be proud of losing the WWF Championship because it can lead to something special. Just do it. Just lose the belt. Doesn't matter where you are. 
Okay, if Daniel Bryan was in the fucking Redwood Forest, he still would have agreed to lose the match. And that's his home base, okay? This isn't about Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, though. It's about Daniel Bryan and the ages. Uh, and Batista and Randy, of course, you know, that night. But that's not on this. Just Bry and the H's. Now, haven't had, according to my calculations, a title match since WrestleMania 19. And folks, we're all the way up to WrestleMania play button. And I still got three matches to go. Well, WrestleMania 31 brings us our main event, hypothetically. I knew this was the match I was going to use when I sat down to do the list. From WrestleMania play button for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, I believe they were calling it at the time, but it is the big belt with the WWE Network logo on it, which has the lineage to the Winged Eagle and Hogan, which I think was my requirement for... Yeah, it was. I had to do the actual like original WWF lineage title. And it's Brock taking on Roman uh, in a singles match that Seth Rollins wins when he cashes in the money in the bank, okay? I want to make something very clear for the rest of this list. The WrestleMania match, okay? Buy any DVD. Look at the Peacock description. The match is Brock Lesnar versus Roman 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 Reigns, okay? And a Money in the Bank cash-in happens and starts sort of a concurrent match of Seth Rollins versus... Brock and Goldberg, or Brock and uh, and uh, Brock and Roman, but Seth Rollins is not a part of this match. He is a cash-in participant. So if Seth Rollins shows up randomly, I'm still following the rules, whether you believe it or not. But this was a really good match. Dave gave it four and a half. Dave gave Daniel and Triple H four and a quarter. In case I didn't mention it, I do that a lot, by the way. I'll say the star rank and I gave a ma- that Dave gave a match and then repeat the last one. Um, so yeah, it's a great moment. It's a good match until then. This is where Suplex City starts, right? Oh no, that's with Cena, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the outdoor atmosphere. This is a 31, if I remember correctly, is a really good mania. And this was icing on the cake. It's what people wanted to see. And Seth cashing in was an all-timer. All-time. WrestleMania star. 32. Uh, uh, um, excuse me. Um, we're going to take WrestleMania on the road. And this is Vince McMahon now, damn it. Not Lord Alfred Hayes. Uh, we're going to take it on the road to the Lone Star State. Everything's bigger in Texas. Let's brook some Broncos. Yeah. WrestleMania star or 32. We've got a match I don't even remember happening. Oh, I guess it was AJ's first WrestleMania match. Yeah, it wasn't a heated thing. It was just a thing they did. Jericho and AJ, three and three quarters. They both deserve a spot. And here they are. Spot, my spot, your spot, liver spot, dog spot. It's a spot. Moon dog spot. Uh, but I don't have much to say about it. Now, finally, do you really want it? Do you really want to taste it? It's time. I couldn't see him. I looked all over the list, but he was hiding all along at WrestleMania Roller Coaster. From WrestleMania 33 that took place in that theme park, we've got probably nobody's idea of the prototypical place to put John Cena in. However, I appreciated the concepts in play here. I feel like it made a lot of sense. Cena was slowing down anyway, and at least this was a real match. See, 
Undertaker, comma, the versus Cena, comma, John. But it is the mixed tag team match of a reality television nature. The Miz, who also absolutely deserves to be here. Okay, reigniting their WrestleMania 27 main event. Miz and Maurice. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Ouh la la, Maurice. Uh, taking on John Cena and Nicole Bella. Like I, Oh, God, he proposes at the end. I forgot about that. Oh, that's embarrassing. Uh, two and a quarter from Dave. Well, Dave, you obviously don't appreciate the subtle nuances of romance. But, you know, it's... There's no real opportune place. I know Cena and Big Show gets plugged in a lot uh, from WrestleMania 20 as Cena's spot. Makes total sense. But, you know, I pe- you know I penciled stuff in. I, I know I sound like a broken fucking, fucking record, but this is what happened. And this is where we ended up. Now, God bless WrestleMania New Orleans Part 2. WrestleMania French Symbols. WrestleMania 34. For giving me this match, because I desperately needed a United States Championship match. Okay? And thank God that they picked one all-time star to be in a match with three guys who fall upwards and downwards throughout the card for their entire career. Because it's just the right level of uh, superstar that you don't have to worry about repeats. Now, if like Dolph Ziggler was in here, we'd have fucking problems. Okay? Because that fucker is like a cockroach. He's at every mania in a random match. But we've got my boy, Jinder Mahal, the 50th WWE champion, defending the United States Championship, I think, against Randall K. Orton. He deserves, I mean, more so than some other people, he deserves a spot. But, Randy, when you've got this stacked of a desk, this stacked of a deck, where can you go? Jinder, Orton, uh, Rusev Machka, and. I couldn't read my writing. Robert Roode, the glorious one. Glorious. And it's for the U.S. title. Thus fulfilling that requirement. Dave clocks it in at two and three quarters. This is supposed to be the good mania, right? Have I sacrificed the undercard for the big main event matches? Has my idea just completely fallen apart? Well, it wouldn't be the first time something you made fell apart, Johnny. If you recall, you once told me that you... Ow! That is a private fucking story. <laughs> Last penciled-in match that I worked the entire list around, and there was no budging here, folks. At WrestleMania Sunrise... or No, it's not a sun. I thought it was a sun. It's WrestleMania Statue of Liberty Crown. For the WWE Women's Championships, winner take all. First time. The reason I got back into pro wrestling at the level I'm at now. Becky fucking Lynch, the man, taking on Charlotte Flair, deserves to be here. Won't hear another word to the contrary. It should have been a triple threat. And Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Okay, and she belongs here too because she brings the eyeballs, the outside eyeballs. Women's first WrestleMania main event, well-deserving. Uh, three biggest stars. The match, perfectly good. I know it's not the ultimate challenge. It's not, you know, the Iron Man match. It was too late in the day. Well, actually, it was too early in the day because it was WrestleMania Monday. 
actually, when I was looking at the Wikipedia, I did read a funny thing that I probably should have realized. But like, if you look at the title history, I think this is the only time in history that uh, title match start. Well, I don't, it's not the only time in history, but the point is, is that the match started on Sunday and the, they, Becky won the belts on Monday or something of that nature. Just kind of cute, a cute little stat. But Becky Lynch's the man character re-energize my fear my fear my love of wrestling women's wrestling these days is such a fun thing for me because every time the women break a barrier or you know push their move sets further or show me something i may have seen in a men's match before but i'm seeing it in a women's match for the first time it feels like i'm seeing it for the very first time women's wrestling hits and feels differently in all the good ways okay it's a different uh to me, as a as a male, like I don't know if this is right or wrong. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just because I never imagined seeing, you know, like Bailey and Bianca Belair doing the things they did in a Last Woman Standing match. Like I, I could have never imagined the Cat and Terry doing that. It feels so fresh, and I love it. It's like a rebirth of wrestling for me personally as a fan. I love, fucking love WWE women's divisions. Thank you for. Being a friend. Yeah. There's some golden gals in that division. That's ah, a pun. The Opportunizons, one of them. Anyway, we're running along. I'm sorry. Uh, WrestleMania 36. Dave gave that. Oh, Dave gave it three, by the way. Three. Way to shit on my day, Dave. What's wrong with you? Uh, WrestleMania 36. We don't have to talk about a lot. Um,. Dave didn't rank any of the WrestleMania 36 matches. I guess it's against his religious beliefs, and that's fine. Uh, we've got I Am Elias taking on fucking Baron Corbin. I don't know if he's happy, sad, or fucking dumb-looking, but it's still Baron Corbin. WrestleMania 37, I remember this match. It was Cesaro's last stand, ladies and gentlemen. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, who was not an official member of the WrestleMania 31 match. And it's four stars, and uh, they deserve it. WrestleMania 37, of course, was WrestleMania Pirate Part 2. It was a good match, I remember. Did Cesaro win? Didn't he get, like, a big win? I guess I should. I guess it didn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, but, yeah, Cesaro, this was, like, the last opportunity to give him the man-sized WWE push. Obviously, he went to ROH, so whatever. But uh, a well-deserving spot for these two. And the four stars really helps up my average. So I appreciate that. The next match, I don't want to call it a benchmark match, but I absolutely reorganized some things to get it on the card. Now, on the bad show, I did Pat McAfee and Austin Theory, and Dave gave that like three and a half or some shit, really busting up my bad average. When I realized I could do this match if I moved some shit around, I was like, this match was so much fun at WrestleMania 38 night two. I bet Dave at least gave it three or four, having a good time, laughing, having some yucks, having some sports-based fun entertainment. Nope! Dave refused to rank the match from WrestleMania 38, thus crippling my average even further. But ladies and gentlemen, it's the the fucking honorary ab, or the oos, Sami Zayn, the hottest man in sports-based entertainment. Maybe. Uh, taking on Jonathan Knoxville, 
Like I said, uh, according to Starcade stats, Dave Meltzer unofficially, uh, officially unranked this matchup. It's unseated. But Sammy and Johnny Knoxville was more fun than it had any fucking right to be. It's a blast. It's a good time. It's a great celebrity spectacle at WrestleMania. That's part of the name of the game. And obviously, they had confidence in Sammy before. But this let them know once and for all that Sammy was, dare I say, and it's kind of a dreaded thing, like a company man. Uh, he got there and make Johnny Knoxville look like a million bucks, and it didn't matter. That's Brett. Uh, Brett, I'm looking at you. You got a fellow Canadian here showing you, showing you that you can go out there and fall on your ass and lose to Johnny Knoxville, and before the next WrestleMania comes around, you're drawing as the hottest act in town. Drawing chance of fuck you, Roman, for six minutes straight before you've even touched your opponent. Shades of the Canadian Stampede in your house, Brett! Beating heart of the dub-dub-F my ass. So that, ladies and gentlemen, completes the all-time awesome WrestleMania or awesome mania. Uh, do we want to recap? It's a lot of matches to rename. On No, you know what? Just listen to it. It's so many. I don't want to bore you with that. Let's finish up with the star rankings and get out of here and go home. And uh, I don't know. Maybe go to bed. I'm fucking tired. Your mother's not tired, Johnny. I forgot you were there. Fuck you, Al. Goodbye. Anywho, total stars, 74.5 divided by 38. Oh, my God. The WrestleMania... Bad episode averaged out at 1.21. I kicked it up to one and a quarter. So we're ending up here at 1.96 stars, bumping it up to two. Your average star ranking at Awesome Mania is only two stars. But I am gonna name I am gonna name the big ticket items that I believe deserve to be here. Andre and Big John Stud, 15,000 slam from Mania 1. Mr. T and Piper from 2. That gets me negative 7. That that could be problematic. Uh, next thing that really belongs here, Brutus and Perfect, Warrior and Macho King from 7. Career ender. The next thing that really belongs, ladder match at 10. LT and Bam Bam. Austin and Brett from 13. Uh, Vince and Shane, in my opinion. Hogan and Rock. Long stretch here of things that Brock and Roman, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda. Well, only a very small portion. So maybe I did this the wrong way, but you know what? I had a lot of fun fighting with my brain to get her done. And I hope you had a good time listening. But it's always a good time to listen to a Johnny C podcast here on the new TNN. So I'm not surprised that you enjoyed yourself. However, you want to, you know, enjoy yourself even more. Tell a friend how much fun you had listening to the new TNN. Maybe write a review, shoot something out on the uh, old Twitter sphere. The Twitter sphere. Uh, I forget what Ice Cube says in 22 Jump Street. Street, I don't care. Uh, yeah, catchphrase. Oh, you write catchphrase in your notes. Sometimes read it out loud. But anywho, enjoy yourselves. I'm Johnny C. The winner is you. Uh, Johnny, your mother is also a winner when I spooge on her face! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo!